Hey, Cosmic Stardust. Andy Murphy here with episode 16 of your Cosmic Mama podcast. And oh my goodness, I have been so excited to talk to Pranita for some time. But you know, everything has to line up at the right time, so I think it's the right time. I met Pranita through our classes that we do online, our live initiations, and God, she's just such a gem. But as I've watched her on Instagram, she is doing something with the Schumann Resonance that blows my mind. I have no concept of what the Schumann Resonance is. A um, little bit of a concept, but not really an understanding of how it affects us and how it's a marker of our ascension process. So guess what? She's going to teach us everything. And when I say everything, like, yeah, there's some deep dives. There's some geek outs in here. So... I took a lot of notes, maybe you want to as well, but inside with Pranita, we're going to talk about the Schumann Resonance, how it validates our Ascension experience. We're going to discuss the Ascension symptoms, oh my gosh, and how sometimes that little irritating ache is actually a blessing in disguise. And we're going to help you understand that you're a human tuning fork. You are so sensitive to the frequencies of the planet, of the galaxies. And by learning how to understand this, it validates your human experience as you become your divine self. Yeah, like that. We're going to jump right into it and opening some sacred space as we begin the podcast. So get your candles ready, get yourself something to drink, get yourself something lit. Let's go. And today, dear cosmic stardust, where we're being brought, hmm, is really going to be dropping in into the center of the earth, allowing yourself to go like a little seed. (laughs) That's very cute as we're in Virgo season. Moving like a seed into the center of the earth. Allowing yourself to curl up almost into a fetal position as you surrender to the divine and all that is. Letting everything that might be distracting you, distressing you, fall away as you continue to nestle even further into the core of the earth. And as you arrive here at this designated location, this is the place that Gaia has prepared for you. This is the space that Gaia is inviting you to be nurtured, to feel her love, to know that you are held and cherished by arms much bigger than you. There's been so much Tesla energy around lately. It is no surprise that today we are joined by the dynamic Pranita because she's been doing some work with Schumann Resonance where I'm like, what? Um, So Pranita, welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you for having me here. Oh my gosh. How did your love affair with the Schumann Resonance begin? It actually started um, in my second or third awakening. Um, I kind of had a psychic spiritual awakening 
three and a half years back um and it usually uh felt like jolts of energy you know going down my spine and my ears ringing continuously so uh, it <laughs> kind of felt like like mini earthquake and i i used to wake up you know thinking there is a earthquake i need to run run you know outside and <gasps> never you know was an earthquake but it always felt like that and it used to accompany uh, my ear ringing so it bothered me a lot i used to feel that i'm going crazy i didn't know what to do um, it wasn't you know any medical issue so i kind of had to finally find out what's happening to me and i started looking into it i kind of started researching it googling it and i finally landed on human resonance so i started monitoring the charts and uh, thankfully i could see there was some uh you know when my ears rang i could see there were some spikes on human resonance and that made <gasps> me feel better <laughs> that i'm not crazy wow. <laughs> well and can we just take a minute and acknowledge how many of us during our awakenings do feel like we're crazy and um <laughs> it's really irritating to me because the whole fucking point like we're waking up and everything in the world doesn't make sense already so for us to doubt ourselves mm-hmm. um you know, I'm really grateful that more of us are waking up so we can stabilize and normalize it for others. But um, so besides this, um, what I'm calling your vibrational intrusion, uh, what else kind of catalyzed your awakening? I'm curious about that, too. Um, as everybody else, uh, personal issues, kind of depression, anxiety, feelings, not feeling like belonging. Uh, feeling disconnected with the 3D reality. It- God, but I, I love that. Um, and I don't mean to um, celebrate your frustration or your uh, this, the real experiences that we have in those places, but I uh, think I just want everybody to hear that like from those places of depression, nothing making sense, this is what can come of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awakening yeah. that's happening. Those experiences aren't just you breaking, it's you breaking through into something else. And it's cute because they really kind of played with this seed idea as we were getting started today. And out of that seed, like the vibrations come, um, I can see it really clearly what they're bringing us into today. But Oh, that seed has to crack, right? And that cracking is sometimes like, I don't like the world that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. a wake-up call is needed by everybody. And everybody's wake-up call looks different, but it's never... Uh, I haven't seen an awakening be comfortable yet. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately it is not, but I guess comfortable things will not make you up. If you feel too comfortable, you will not want to change a single thing. Oh, that's exactly it, right? Like the more discomfort, the more uh, something is coming through. I may have said recently on a podcast, Noah Lampert's line to me was so helpful. And he's like, when something awful is happening, something amazing must be on the other side. Oh, yes. fucking yes. Louia, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. For me, my awakening kind of started in 2011. My dad passed <gasps> away. And, uh, but I did not really wake up. Okay. I kind of had visitations. I, I knew there were, you know, beings around me. I could feel it. I was scared and I wasn't ready. Um, and then there were more things happening throughout till maybe 2017, uh, which were altering my consciousness, but I really did not wake up. 
this particular incident that happened it actually woke me up it was really that intense that i had to wake up i did not have any other option wow um so and i guess i'm really thankful it was awful that time going through it but now i'm i'm really thankful um and i don't know enough about astrology but i had an astrology reading with amy solara recently and she was really focused on my saturn energies and so like i'm playing with this of like oh do our wake-ups actually have maybe an astrological component in it um but side note sorry 2011 why i gasped is because like that was a year that was so intense for me um i think i've been awake for a while but uh yeah that year nothing has been the same in my life since 2011 so i just find it interesting that that was kind of whenever you had to step in differently too yeah, I I've heard that year was altering for a lot of people that I know are awake. Hmm. Um, and something that I read yesterday, and again, it kind of fed into what we were doing today, was this theory that, of course, our Gregorian calendar, fuck, yeah, we know that that's not real. Um, mm -hmm. But that according to the Ethiopians, that 2012 is actually 2020. Oh, 2020 is actually 2020. 12. And that made a lot of sense to me as I looked at it yesterday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because the Ethiopians would be working with some of that Berber energy that also works with those ancient Egyptian teachings. So the fact that this is like our 2012, and then this is actually what's breaking through made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It does to me too. <laughs> this is our real fucking wake up. This is when our, this is when the shit goes down. And I think we've all been experiencing that. Um, so the vibrational intrusion was what I wrote down over here because it feels like, and this was going to be 2017, you said, once the vibrations, once it started feeling like earthquakes around you? Yes, 2017. Oh, my God. Um, and I, I, I know, personally, I'd be a little bit pissed about that because it's not kind. Like, it's literally shaking you to the point that you think, do you live somewhere there where there could be earthquakes? No, but I used to live <laughs> in an apartment on sixth floor. So all, I always was worried that I need to get out somehow <laughs> and save myself. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, so your wake up was really a shake up. Let's be real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and those, that ear ringing was annoying. Like it, oh. is, it is annoying. But now it's like a part of my hearing. <laughs> so I've kind of accepted it. So you've turned it into a psychic sense then that what I mean, and again, clinically what we call it tinnitus. And I always laugh and people are like, oh, he's got such bad tonight. And I'm like, fuck you. This is psychic. Like, don't you know that by now? But not everybody does, apparently. Um, so how was it the guy I got you to the Schumann? I'm curious about that. Um, so blogs, basically blogs. And that's how my guides have actually always guided me. They've dropped me breadcrumbs and, you know, um, uh, keywords that I needed to look around. So, oh, okay. to be honest, I oh. don't really remember how I actually ended up on Schumann, but I, it totally feels guided to me. Uh, and once I actually found the chart, uh, I actually found it on Twitter. There's a Schumann bot, which I used to follow, and it updates every two hours. So... <gasps> I used to keep a very close eye during, like initially, uh, now it's a daily habit. Uh, and I sometimes even don't have to because my ear ringing uh, is sometimes so bad that I just know there is a spike or uh, the tones keep changing. So I know there is something going on. I sometimes don't really need to look at human charts as well. 
Um, and would you back up because we jumped right into Schumann? Would you explain what the Schumann resonance is for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah. So Schumann resonance resonances. Uh, I will not get very technical. I'll try to explain <laughs> uh, it. Yeah. I mean, because I kind of geek out. Yep. I like it. <laughs> so now let me just. Uh, try to explain it in very simple terms. Uh, we are energetic beings. We are like tuning forks. So I want you to imagine three tuning forks here. One is us, one is Gaia, and one is any solar or cosmic energy burst. So when there is a solar energy burst or something that's coming from outer space, uh, that tuning fork is resonating at a particular frequency. When it comes near Gaia, Gaia starts vibrating to that frequency. And since we are also in tune with both, we also kind of start, you know, vibrating at a higher frequency. So this is the resonance which plays behind the scenes in Schumann resonance. Now, Schumann resonance is just the frequency. It's a set of frequency. It's not just one frequency. It's a set of multiple frequency or harmonic uh, you know, har harmonics of different frequencies. So when people say, you know, oh, Schumann resonance has, uh, you know, touched 150, it used to be seven hertz and now it's 150. No, that's not true. It's always <sighs> different frequencies are, you know, being captured. So uh, kind of uh, when anything hits the ionosphere of Gaia, uh, Gaia kind of get ex she gets excited she tries to match up to that frequency and those waves are of different harmonics so uh, it, one is the base wow. fundamental frequency which is 7 hertz then we have 7 and 21 and 27 and so on so there are multiple frequencies but we usually uh, are most affected by 7.8 hertz because that is where our brain frequency is tuned to so when when that hits a uh, uh, an amplitude of higher or lower that affects us. So amplitude is something that measures the yeah. intensity of that wave. So when 7.8 hertz hit an intensity intensity of 100, you know, or 150, that's a lot for us also. Okay, and I'm just going to pause you so that we can all digest this a little bit because mm -hmm. yeah, I love that you geek out, and I know that we're here to learn. And I'm making notes over here too because it just helps. Um, and I was playing with this thing recently that was called uh, what was it? The vortex mathematics, the vortex frequencies. Um, so in that way as well, they were talking about the Schumann resonance that always equals six. So um, I played with that, and I'm like, oh, the seven point eight. That's how we get to our six. Got it. Sorry. Yes. Um, but what um, what I responded to as you were talking is, um, again, brain is trying to digest this, but this idea that Gaia is actually going to start vibrating at whatever frequency the solar energies coming at her are. Did I hear that correct? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so sexy to me. Um, and it feels so like feminine in that way where she'll like respond to it. Um, yes. I didn't know she was so sensitive in that way. That's awesome. She is and we are too. So if there is a, you know, spike, uh, we are directly affected by those energies and we are also affected by the energies of Gaia. So it's a double impact on human beings. Oh my God. Of course it would be, right? Because we've been seeing such larger spikes. I don't want to get into that quite yet. Um, hold on. Let me see where it is that we do want to go with this. Maybe we do. Um, why have the spikes been increasing? 
because I know that that's something that I've heard people talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, scientists will debunk it because, you know, that's what they do. Um, why has the frequency been getting so much higher in recent years? Uh, one of the thing is uh, maybe a new solar cycle. And then... <gasps> what? Okay, yeah, sorry. We've, we've just started a new solar cycle, which is solar cycle 25. And we will see more of solar activity. So a solar cycle is of 11 years. Uh, there is a peak in between and the ends are like, and now we have started a newer cycle. So we are kind of ramping up more solar activity. Uh, people might call the you know peak of it to be a solar flash. I don't know, <laughs> but I hope it is. Uh, but uh, one of the thing is that, and then we also do get a lot of cosmic energy, uh, origins unknown or maybe known. Uh, we all know where <laughs> it's coming from, <laughs> those of us who understand. So there has been a, a lot of energy that is being bombarded because that will help us to raise our consciousness, our frequency. Uh, we also influence Gaia. So when human consciousness increases, her threshold also increases when her threshold increases our consciousness increases whoa okay so this is really a beautiful symbiotic relationship then that mm-hmm. uh and again just digesting and making sure that everybody is with us still because <laughs> um we're doing some of this and then we're going to get into you know more of the spiritual ramifications of it mm-hmm. but as gaia goes higher she's inviting us to go higher as well or is it that we go higher and then she does yeah we have to be in resonance with her. We cannot do anything without her. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. So we uh, will respond to her. She doesn't necessarily respond to us, right? She at times would. I mean, it's kind of balanced, right? We as a collective are also a tuning folk. So if we vibrate higher, it is easier for her to mm-hmm. get up a little more. Maybe a little, not as much right now because uh, the p- number of people awake and you know collective consciousness is not that high as it should be to influence her but yeah i mean every little effort counts i guess and uh you said <laughs> solar flash you're like oh i hope it is uh what would a solar flash mean why do you hope it is uh, i've been reading about this event which would be called okay. solar flash or plasma flash plasma event uh that's been going around uh, for some time now. And that uh, the people who, who call it the event, they say that that would be kind of a tipping point where we would actually, you know, finally be above the threshold. Uh, most of the dark uh, energies or negative energies kind of maybe wiped out or there would be that clear distinction between Ooh, the okay. dimensional and fifth dimensional. So. Okay. Um, and this is going to be Cobra's group. Is that who talks about the event mostly then? Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of people talking about it now. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to connect some dots here because that's what I get to do. The singular- singularity. I've heard it called that too. Is this all the mm-hmm. same thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Because I don't know. I've heard. Yeah, isn't it funny? Uh, I've heard these terms, but I like this idea. Um, Thanks. And I'm going to come out of mental and I'm going to come just a little bit more into heart space and maybe even to sacral chakra. Um, And I'm going to invite you all to as well. 
Because all of this information uh, is information that I want you to feel within your body. And I want you to feel, um, and maybe even just accepting within yourself that you are a tuning fork, recognizing that you do have these frequencies within and around you, so that you become more aware of your subtle energy bodies. Hmm. And in this, whenever we get down into this space, that's funny, it drops me down into second chakra. Second chakra is where some of the density is. And so let's even play with this idea of like the density and the vibration, right? All of this can be on the same continuum of ideology or understanding. That when we get to a certain frequency, as a solar flash would allow us as a planetary experience, the lower vibrational energies would not be able to exist there. Is that fair, Pranita? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what I um, And I think I just want to invite everybody into maybe allowing yourself to experience this within your body so that we can let it radiate out through us. So maybe we can support it. Maybe we don't need a solar flash because I think, let's be real, a solar flash would have different fucking ramifications on us mm -hmm. living on the planet too, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> um <laughs> What if we could vibrate at a different place and a solar flash didn't have to happen and wipe out some shit, huh? Mm. So I'm just going to invite all of us into into a place where we can invite this frequency to shift. I don't want to say in the most gentle way possible, because that would be my ego who wants it not to be so devastating. Or that would even be my fear, right? My fear is that it could be devastating. Hmm. So let's instead just invite ourselves into a space where we invite the frequency to shift so that we are supported at higher frequencies of consciousness, at higher frequencies of experience. Ooh, just notice how it feels in your body. Um, you heard me respond. Pranita will feel it like vibrations and shakes. Would you call it a Kundalini awakening? Um, not really. Uh, okay. It's actually the other way around. So it is from crown <gasps> to root. So it's, it, you can call it downloads, but not Kundalini. So, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know if I ever thought of the difference of that. So crown to root, where it does come in like a direct download or what I actually saw was like a lightning strike. Yeah. Whereas Kundalini, um, in our understanding of this today would be from root up to crown. Huh? Um, and any of this energy, just because I like to connect the dots too. Ooh, that's going to be the snakes, right? And ideally, within the um, Egyptian teachings that I uh, work in, we want the snakes to be contained within. We don't necessarily want them to explode out of our head or explode out of our root. We want to be able to uh, learn how to work with these energies, feeding them within so they supercharge us as humans. Um, so you said whenever it comes in like a download, what happens during the download, honey? One of the thing is, uh, my ears would ring like at a very high pitch and those are like burst of knowledge. Uh, sometimes I don't really interpret it at the, the exact moment, but they do come eventually into my subconscious and conscious where I can interpret them. Uh, because claircognizance is one of my, you know, uh, ability. So 
that I think is from where it comes. Like uh, whenever I have those downloads, usually in a day or two, I do have a lot of epiphanies. So maybe that's how I interpret them. Mm. Is it about you? Is it about the world? Is it about clients? How's it come in? It is random. Sometimes it is about me. <laughs> Sometimes it is, it is about the collective. So it Fuck. is absolutely random. And I love that. <laughs> I know. If only we could control the downloads and like, hey, I'd really like some information about this. Um, that's funny. I've been working on it a little bit lately. I'm like, I want to teach a class on this. And so I'm specifically like asking for the information and searching for in the Egyptian texts about this stuff right here. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, uh, but now then, I can at I least can tune in. I can tune in uh, clear sentiently when I my ears are ringing or when I have those downloads. I can at least feel what ascension symptoms I or anybody else might be feeling. So that's how I've started doing those energy updates because I can tune into those. I can feel what you know people are feeling. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my chakras. And you know <sighs> that helps people a lot because it helped me a lot when I was clueless about what's happening. It kind of, you know, gives people that somebody else is feeling, somebody else is also feeling like me. And that's a huge validation, at least initially in the spiritual awakening. Oh, it's not just initially. Fuck, lady. It's all the time. Like, I, I still need the validations. All of us are like, oh, good. Am I the-? Um, and I was telling somebody this morning, it's funny that I listened to Jessa Reed yesterday. And Jess's latest energy update, she came in just confirming what came through with our episode 15 and Foth and the new timelines. And I was like, oh, we always need the validation. I don't think we outgrow that. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet anyway. But ascension symptoms, would you talk to us about what are the most um, common ascension symptoms that you witness or experience? Usually one or more of my chakras would be going off during that time. So those are the activations that are happening. Uh, you can act, I can actually feel which chakra is being activated at that particular time when I tune in. So I know what upgrades is happening. Sometimes it's between left and right. So masculine and feminine templates <gasps> coming online, offline. Uh, like today, uh, we had uh, not a very big, uh, you know, uh, whiteout, but we did hit 40 hertz on seven, uh, seven hertz frequency amplitude of 40. So that kind of when I was trying to tune into that, I was feeling my right side buzzing. So I could feel for me, uh, it was bringing in more of, you know, trying to balance the masculine energies, uh, trying to balance my logical brain as well. Those are the symptoms that I could feel for particularly for today. But other than that, nausea, vertigo, ear ringing is very common. Then people kind of have headaches. Headaches are usually when your crown or third eye upgrades are intense. Uh, people feel like they are they have splitting head headaches or migraine. When when we are upgrading uh, the blockages or energetic blockages that we have stored in our body, our emotions, they try to you know kind of come out because now you're vibrating higher. Uh, those lower densities cannot hide anymore in your body. So we have random aches and pains which last for a small time and eventually they go away. So those are very common things that people who are very energetically sensitive uh, might feel when there are spikes in these frequencies. 
Fuck yeah, Pranita, I'm just going to stop you because I want to make sure that everybody is absorbing this because you have so much information that you're just dropping very casually. Um, I'm struggling to keep up with notes over here. Um, but in this idea of Ascension symptoms, because uh, thank you, we've all been in this Ascension timeline on our own speed, right? Um, I've been experiencing these things, fuck, for a long ass time. Um, so it's helpful whenever like I go back and I'm like, oh, sometimes this shit isn't just mine, right? Um, but the nausea, and if we're having nausea, what chakra is it being affected? And what does the nausea mean? Nausea uh, at times for me is because of emotional reasons. So when my heart is being upgraded, nausea is some sometimes uh, because of that, or maybe like for me, top four chakras are nausea symptoms. Even the Ooh. ears are vertigo. Uh, your ear chakras, we have like secondary chakras in our ears. Uh, sometimes when those are abraded, we have nausea. And it is mostly also because the, you know, our brain is tuned to a particular frequency. When that frequency is changing, it kind of disorients us. So we, take some time to kind of, you know, match that frequency. And that, the, the space between those two kind of makes us feel uncomfortable. And we kind of can say that is one of the reasons of nausea. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so something is trying to come online that hasn't been allowed to be in harmony before. And so it's us trying to like, almost merge into it or find the harmonic point of it. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what's vertigo mean? Uh, it's the same thing. You will feel dizzy. You want to lie down. Like, like horizontal is the only position you will feel comfortable when you stand up. You will you will feel that you'll like faint or you know have dizziness. You will fall down. Uh, stuff like and, that. And vertigo is going to be emotional as well. Uh, vertigo for me hasn't been emotional. Uh, it has always been linked to my third eye and ear chakras and throat chakra. Uh, but it it could be for people because like everybody responds to these energies based on their energetic imprint. So some of things are general, but then again, it is also applied to specifically to your energetic uh, body. I just love, like, I have never heard, um, thank you. Clearly, I've heard of assumption symptoms. Clearly, I've experienced them. I have never sat with them enough to diagnose them in the way that you are. So this is where I'm just in great gratitude. <laughs> oh, look at this. And if we have a little bit of a map in this way, right? Because sometimes when we're feeling, um, and I know that I'm certainly trying to become more aware of this, when I don't feel good, I want to fix it and make it better. Mm -hmm. That's not the best thing. I need to learn from it instead. So what I'm really appreciative of today is that you're showing us like, oh, if I can diagnose a little bit of like, where is this going on? And what is this? Um, so thank you. So we've got the nausea, which is going to be emotional in the top four chakras. The vertical is going to be coming in more at third eye and throat and headaches would be crowned then, right? Yeah. And okay. again, third eye. Third eye as well is your migraine. Uh, your forehead is almost link to your third eye as well and the ear chakras would you talk to me about the ear chakras because i don't know much about them ear chakras is uh, are basically secondary chakras uh, they are connected to majorly to your third eye and throat both and that helps with your clear audience mm, okay are you clear audience not much. I I, <laughs> kind of, I sometimes I feel I do uh, when I'm doing readings and stuff. Uh, I do feel I hear messages. I hear them in uh, the the voice of people that I'm reading for. 
uh, if there are any ancestors or anybody coming in. So I kind of can guess what they sounded like when they would speak. <gasps> Oh, I love that. Um, and Claire Cognizance is what you acknowledged you are. That's what I would identify with as well. Um, and it's a weird one because it's not like, it's not like I hear a voice. It's all of a sudden like a direct download. I know this. I don't know where I know this from. I don't see somebody showing me the information. I, um, it's just like an embodied knowledge and knowing. Is that fair for you, Claire Audio or Claire Cognizance yeah. as well? Yes, and that's the most difficult to believe as well, right? <laughs> Thank you for saying that. There's um, no validation. For, there's no validation. For years, I was really, um, I mean, clearly, I've been pretty, uh, I've, I've been psychic my whole life. This has been something that's been very on for me. But because I couldn't see things, I assumed that I wasn't psychic. So I was always trying mm -hmm. to develop the clairvoyance so that I could see. I don't. Um, and so even if I like see somebody standing in front of me, it's not like I see them. It's like, I know what they look like. I could explain to you what they look like, but it's not because I can see them. It's because I have the knowledge of it. Right? Yeah. That's how I, I get the messages too. Wow. Um, and thank, I don't think I've ever gotten to talk to anybody about this because it is, it's hard to validate. It's hard to trust. It's hard to, um, for me at times, it's hard to discern like my knowing versus their knowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what's mine. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so for a long time, I'm like, well, none of it's mine. Um, and then Amy Solara might've kicked my ass on that recently. And she's like, that's not okay. Like you get to have this knowledge, this wisdom gets to be yours. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning from that right now. Hmm. <laughs> um, any other ascension symptoms that we want to talk about that we haven't covered yet? Um, it would affect your, um, the way you feel hungry, or you may not feel like eating at all. Uh, <gasps> Appetite. Sleep, okay. Yeah. In some people it does, it induces insomnia. Some people like have difficulty getting out of bed. And Jessa said this too, which was really helpful. Uh, Jessa read over the Soberish podcast because that lady, fuck, she's just on it. She was talking about when we're getting these downloads because uh, I don't know, Pranita, if you're like me, but when I get the downloads, like I feel manic, I feel excited, and I don't want it to stop. And then I crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because so, uh, you know, uh, energetically, you are so drained. Because you're trying to kind of process all the download, it it drains you. Yeah, um, and for us to realize that both sides of that are valid and necessary. If I'm going to be up for like a three day binger of downloading information, I know that I'm going to need to sleep afterwards, which is why I give myself a really flexible schedule because I don't know when those energies are going to show up and when they're going to shift. Yeah. I mean, listening to your body is the best thing that you can do. Oh, she says as if listening to our body is easy. Come on. God. That's a lifelong process for me. <laughs> what? I have a body? What? Huh? Um, so yes, yeah, so I think with those, those appetite and sleep pieces, I just wanted to add that as well, that in this time of massive downloads, we're get um, and really the downloads to me are upgrades. So I find the languaging that we use on it a little bit funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are downloading and we are receiving, but what's actually going on is an energetic upgrade that's raising our cellular frequency to a higher vibration, right? Yeah, right. Cool. Okay. Um, and now 
uh, let me just make sure, let me check in and see if there's anything else that you guys might want to know about the Ascension symptoms. No, I think it's all helpful. Well, and even as we talked about in light body tech, right? This is us. Uh, the body is the instrument by which we attain our godhood again. Uh, that might sound a little fucking grandiose, excuse me. <laughs> but the body is the way that we learn how to become divine. So we must learn how to be in our bodies. We must learn how to be gentle, regardless of which of these symptoms we're having, because none of it is good or bad. And oftentimes, and I know that I'm like this, Pranita, I would assume that you are as well. What I'm feeling is not just mine. It's for the collective at times, which is triply and quadruply frustrating. Yes. So we have to kind of bear the weight for the collective consciousness at times. And mm. we are capable of doing it. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. Uh-huh. So I have to remind myself every once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I have a hard time knowing if it's mine or not. And then I often, uh, mm -hmm, I might really, if it feels too uncomfortable, I'm like, oh, that's for the collective. That's not mine. If I don't really want to look at my shit. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and you can, you know, it's, again, free will. So if you want to disconnect, you totally should. You don't have to bite more than you can chew. And there are times when we really cannot do anything. So it's okay. I mean, just disconnect. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. I'm doing a little bit of that today. I've got uh, a podcast with you and a podcast with Amanda later. Um, and I'm excited, but I'm like, I don't want to look at my shit. I've just, my shit feels too big right <laughs> now. I would rather talk about cool stuff and geek out about things that are exciting. Every time when we talk about ascension symptoms, it's usually all the negative negative or rather you know uncomfortable things that we majorly focus Ooh. on but then um, let's talk about the positive ascension symptoms then lady hell yeah what are the uh, positive ascension symptoms increased intuition you can tap into those upgrades if it just needs practice for some of us it would be easy for some of us it would be difficult but i'm sure with practice you can tap into those you can tap into guidance the intuition is when you're vibrating high your intuition works better with you right so that's one of the best things and then knowing that you are in tune with something meaningful and you're not really in the rat race i can call my ears ringing as annoying but i also see it as a blessing that i i am connected i know something is going on and i'm not going crazy well, and it's lovely the way that you just said it too, right? Because yeah, we can human our way through this like, oh God, it's so annoying when. But also it's telling me that there is something going on that is uh, verifiable and validated within my physical body so I can't dismiss it. Yeah. That's, That's rad. Um, and I also, I want to say another one of these ascension symptoms that I like to experience is Mm, sometimes whenever we can feel into that collective energy and it does feel um, not quite orgasmic, but it feels uh, like liquid gold would maybe be what I am experiencing lately. Uh -huh. Like there's this other frequency that's in here that it's not like the guidance, but it's it's the collective and it's the higher vibration of that collective. Maybe I'm just playing too much with Soth right now because all of these Ascension symptoms do have a very clear counterpart of blessings. Yeah. 
we need to experience them all as blessings, even with that nausea, because sometimes with nausea, um, you know, in plant medicine, we intentionally go into plant medicines to clear out the density that I don't have another way of clearing out. Um, your body and your guides are doing this in other ways with the ascension symptoms too. Um, are there any other positive ascension things that we want to make sure that we talk about here? Uh, when I was talking about those pains and aches, uh, that mm. is the easiest way your body will show where you've stored something so that you can go and tune in and see what is something that you need to resolve. I love that. So it's informative. And this is where we talk about the cause and the karma that are stored in the body in the Akashic. That pain is showing you where in your body you have locked away something that is uncomfortable or that is ready to move through. Um, it's funny, as we were getting ready for today, you know, uh, I love that you said the masculine energies because that's what I woke up with. Um, and then I drew the king of swords. So for me, I need to be in my masculine today. And that looked like, hey, before we got on the call, cleaning out a garage. So I put all this stuff on the street. I put it all on Craigslist and I'm like free for whoever gets here. Um, and then someone called and it was a family and they're like, we need the bed. So I hauled it to the side of the house. And as I'm doing that, I cut my right foot. Um, so even in that way, it makes me pay attention to like the right foot. Ooh, the right mm -hmm. stability, the masculine side of me that's seeking more stability. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> hilarious. So um, yeah, thanks for saying that. These pains and aches, it is really very direct communication information that when we know how to learn from it brings us into higher states of enlightenment because it's not, we aren't ignorant to it anymore. We become aware of it. We become more aware of ourselves. <sighs> On that note, I'm going to drink some water because that was a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, honey bunny. So I am asking you to shift with me for a second because I have pulled up the Schumann resonance chart for today. I want you to teach me how to read it. <laughs> okay, let me pull up one too. Um, and you guys, I will have a link to you where it is. I'll ask Pranita what her favorite place of doing it is. I've always done this one that's disclosurenews.it. So I don't know if, why the Italians are the ones who have got the market on Schumann resonance, but they've been doing it for years and I've been grateful. Yeah, I, I follow the same. I like how they put four charts together. So it's easy. Sometimes it's a lot. For people who cannot read the charts, it's like a lot of mumbo jumbo, uh, but <laughs> very simple to read. Show us how. <laughs> so if you open the disclosure news IT, you will see four charts. Right. There is a top chart, which is blue and green and white and red. Yep. That's the main Schumann resonance chart. Uh, and it will show us, uh, you know, how we are doing today. Okay. You actually may not need to go into any other charts. You can read this chart and you can understand what it is. So uh, ideally, when there is no extra energy influx, this should be blue. <gasps> Okay. And the chart that we're looking at today, I'll screenshot it for you guys too. Like it is a lot of green, a lot of white and a little bit of orange and red in there. So interesting. Yeah. Mostly blue so, on a normal day, you say? <laughs> yeah. Mostly blue on a normal day before uh, maybe, you know, 2012, it would be all blue. I, I don't have access to those charts, but after those major events, we see more of green. 
and more of white on the charts. Interesting. Okay. So now, uh, as we see, it's majorly blue and green. There are always four horizontal lines of green and sometimes five. And when you have five horizontal green lines, I interpret as uh, more of fifth dimensional imprint on this chart. <gasps> ah, okay, thanks. I love that. Um, and I'm just going to tell everybody, in case you don't know what horizontal is, it's the ones that go side to side, up and down, vertical. Um, FYI, thanks. So we're looking for the five horizontal. Thank you. And this chart also, so the top of the chart has dates. It will show you what date we are looking at. Uh, the bottom is the time. And uh, there are on disclosure news, you have two different times. So the white, the, uh, the time is the Tomsk or Russian Siberian time, uh, which is UTC plus seven hours. And then there is a yellow time, which is UTC. So when we read the charts, we need to kind of offset the time depending on where we are based at. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, so but it's for, not telling us what's coming up for the day. It's telling us what happened essentially what happened, yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah, what happened? Yes. So, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, this disclosure news IT is also pretty much updated uh, every two or three hours. So this is also always most updated charts. Uh, and the when you see a lot of white, we try to read uh, based on you know the left side. There are some frequencies written, so you can see zero to forty at four, four intervals, right? So uh, yep. so these are kind of, you can, you know, divide this chart on different uh, areas. So based on delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma. So gamma rays is what we usually hear. There is a gamma 40 hertz blast. When we hear that, we will see that these white rays, the white lines that start from the top of the chart would, Ideally, you know, cross the chart, it will go beyond this chart. So 30 wow. hertz onwards is what the gamma uh, range is in. So right now for today, uh, I see the white stopping just before 32. So it wasn't, it doesn't look like a gamma, you know, blast, mm -hmm. but it definitely was in the beta range because it did hit 30. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know uh, any, like, as you're talking beta, gamma. Okay. Yeah. I know a little bit about that. I don't know enough about that. So uh, if we want to talk about that in a little bit, maybe we will come back to it or you can Google it. Um, I want to stick with, yeah, you teaching us, but thank you for that. Um, so this chart, basically, when there is a lot of white, you know, there has been energy blast. There could be a solar flare. There could be a coronal mass ejection from the sun or if the solar, uh, you know, there is no solar activity, there is still some white on this chart. It could be an energy burst from unknown cosmic, you know, area. Hmm. But, but and so we, other planets and our star families could be communicating with us this way. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be good freaking alien stuff in here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, this they might be blasting at us with those energies. You know, they want us to be awake. <laughs> oh, so they're supporting us whenever we see some of that more white coming in. Is it necessarily the white or did I misinterpret that? Yes, white is the highest level of frequency. So, okay. 
yeah white is the uh, the highest level and uh, so it starts with uh, blue or black uh, then it goes to uh, green to red to yellow and then white would be the highest Wow. Well, and if we even think of it with chakras, white, that white is going to be a little bit more of a pure frequency. I don't, I don't play with the idea of white. I play with platinum, but to me, like that platinum frequency is like everything has been experienced in here. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. And, and then going to the next chart, that's the amplitude chart. So we can see A1, A2, A3, and A4. A1 mm-hmm. is white, A2 is yellow on the right side, then coming back on the left side, A3, which is red, and then A4 is green. So as we talked, there are different resonant frequencies, right? 7.8 hertz and then 14 hertz, uh, 27, 20 hertz and 27 hertz. So A1 basically is the amplitude of 7.8 hertz uh, wave. Mm-hmm. A2 is for 14 hertz. A3 is um, 20 hertz and then 27 hertz. So there are more up to like 60 hertz. There are more resonant frequencies, but this is where we actually play around in these charts. So when we say something hit 150, we usually look at A1, the white line on the second chart. And right now we can see for today, it kind of hit 43. So it's just above 39.60 but less than 49. And it, it did hit 49 yesterday. So that is where we see the chart peaking up in the... And the A1, you said is 7.8 hertz, which is going to be yeah. like the base frequency of the vibration of Earth. Is that right? Yes. And that's okay. that's where our brain resonates as well. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. So, our, so yeah, if, if we kind of do a EEG of brain... Uh, it, it is somewhere between 5 to 10 hertz. Uh, I'm not sure if somebody has gone into really going into that precision of measuring the exact one. It would somewhere come between 6 or 7 or 7.8. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I, I love that. So the A2 is going to be uh, the 14 hertz, but does that mean necessarily that it's Earth or outer planetary or us or anything else? So it's it's basically every every wave will rise to a different amplitude. So these are all waves of uh, like Gaia. But gotcha. Okay. So the second chart is going to be the waves of Gaia. Is that a way to think of it? Yeah. yeah that's okay. the intensity. I mean, how how intense was the wave? So amplitude will show how intense it is. And then the third chart is Q factors. So <laughs> okay. Can I just laugh? Because uh, yeah, of course we get get we ha- we have to get into the Q, don't we? Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So. How I have observed is usually the, again, everything here, uh, we are trying to read the first four harmonics of uh, the Schumann resonance. So again, the first wave, like the first line is uh, corresponding to 7.83 hertz. The second is 14, then 20, and then 27.3. So what I observe is when you see Q4 being disturbed a lot, it reflects as green on the chart, uh, on the main chart. So wherever it spikes, the green line spikes, you will see more of green on the main chart. And again, uh, Q factor is basically how sharp the resonance is or how, you know, what is the quality of resonance? Again, that is like geeking too much. Uh, Mostly people try to, you know, read the first two charts, uh, seeing what the amplitude is and, you know, the whiteouts and blackouts on the main chart. 
Um, And what would you do? Because uh, we're in your brain space, my love. Thank you. This is what we're here to experience. So when you look at the Q chart, what are you looking for or what does it mean? I just try to validate the green that I see uh, or the red I see. You know, when we you are seeing the red on the chart, you will see the Q factor of red is high. It's not a flat line. Uh, it's no more a flat line. Uh, we, it's just everything is moving a lot. But uh, if we if you are looking at the chart on Disclosure News IT right now, uh, on 23rd of August, between 5 to 9, uh, yellow timeline we see that red is higher right red is kind of going up and kind of meeting the yellow line and that's the same thing we see a lot of red and yellow and then white is also high that's the white out we see and then green is also disturbed so green is what we see at the base of the chart and then the fourth chart is frequency so basically the how so 7.8 hertz is kind of going up and down so when we say frequency is rising, so it, it did rise up to 8, then it came down up to 7.35, but it did not go to 150. <laughs> so we are still at 7.8 and 14, 2027. 20, oh, that's interesting. So we can't say that we actually got to whatever we looked like we were spiking at today. Is that right? Yeah, spikes are always amplitudes, uh, okay. not really frequencies. Oh my God, you're so cute. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, if anybody's interested, you reach out to Pranita because I can't dive into all of that amplitude frequency stuff right now. But uh, shame on my Tesla brain that doesn't know how to go there. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need to. You just need to see the white portion on the chart. Those are the energy blasts that usually when you see white or red or yellow, that is when you will feel it in your body. And then there are also times when you won't really see it on human resonance, but you yourself have your own way to react to the you know energies. So it may not be as big to kind of affect Gaia, but it will surely affect us. So last whole week, it has been quiet on human resonance, but we've all felt our lives going up and down and so many uh, ascension symptoms. So. And so you'll look at this chart every day then to validate what happened to you yesterday or how do you use this practically? I like to play it with, I when I when there is a change in, you know, tonal frequency in my ear, I kind of note down the time and this chart kind of updates every two hours. So it, like right now I am in uh, East Coast, it's 2.34 p.m. So at two o'clock this got updated. So I know in the last two hours, what happened? I can go and check what changed. Wow. So it's always validation. But yeah, I mean, everybody needs validation. So Coming back into breath for a minute, uh, just giving everybody an opportunity to digest this. Hopefully you're looking at the Schumann Resonance as well. Yours will look different than ours does today, which is totally fine. Hmm. And Schumann resonance then is going to be a way that we can kind of check in with the pulse of Gaia. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. So whiteouts are basically, you can call the energy coming in to upgrade us. And then there are other kind of anomalies uh, where there are blackouts. Mm, Those are like timeline shifts. So (gasps) What? Yes. That's the most interesting part for me. I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. So there are um, times when energy is a lot for these machines to read. Sometimes they kind of need a reboot and it kind of, you know, malfunctions. The charts stop updating. And when they restart it or whatever, sometimes some part of the chart comes back and then there are still uh, some missing areas on the chart. Those are blackouts. And for people who are very aware or very sensitive, they can sometimes notice that things have shifted and changed and, you know, something has been reset in our reality. And those are usually those blackouts where, you know, you can actually see those differences. Do you have a screenshot of a blackout that you can send to us so we know what it looks like? I will send you one. Um, okay. There's a amazing uh, page on Instagram that is Schumann Recap. They mm, kind okay. of publish uh, monthly charts, you know, so they kind of uh, add chart uh, every day, you know, to uh, create a monthly chart. And then uh, they publish every month. So we can see beautifully, you know, for past two or three years where there have been blackouts and where there have been whiteouts. Whoa. Okay. I love that. Um, And I think I just want to recap everything here then too. So if we see the whites going on, it means that we've been getting some massive upgrades. Um, If we see the black, it means that we've gone through some timeline shifts. And if we see the Schumann resonance really high, because this is about all that I've known about it, is if we see the Schumann resonance really high, it means that Gaia is kind of coming in and we're allowed to rise up to a higher frequency of consciousness. Fair? Fair. Is there anything else that I'm missing that feels like big points that we need uh, to understand? Uh, uh, also, I am not sure how people um, like people know about Mandela effect or not. But Oh, go there, go there. Come on. I love it. <laughs> so that usually is one of the, uh, you know, when blackouts happen, uh, when those timeline shifts happen, Timeline shift is basically where universe is, you know, going back to the zero point, right? Zero matter state. And then things are shifting. So that is where you kind of see more of Mandela effect. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I want to explain all of this and make sure that I'm understanding it because, yeah, I really kind of want to fucking make sure. Um, so the man, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can get my question. Let's just define what a timeline shift is right now, which means things are going to be reset so that it can come back into a better harmony. Fair? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, and that timeline shift that we're going through right now in the month of August, um, this is going to be kind of like a bigger energetic upgrade. So it will be curious now for us to continue to watch the Schumann as it's playing with us in that. What's the Mandela effect? Mandela effect is, uh, so as the name suggests, uh, when... Nelson Mandela passed away in, I think, 2013 or 2014. I'm, I'm not really uh, sure of the date. But uh, there were people who actually thought he passed away in 90s when he was imprisoned. And they <laughs> had distinct memory of, you know, seeing that news or, you know, they knew that happened. And then when this happened, it was a totally different reality. So this is... Okay. This is where we play between alternate realities, right? Everything is now and everything is right now. So all oh the possibilities gosh. are right now. And we it depends on in which uh, reality we are tuning in. So when we, you ha- when we have these timeline shifts, uh, we have more and more examples of Mandela effect. 
Oh my God. And it makes total sense too, because right, we are shifting it from one reality to another. There are multiple realities that are going on now. So if we're getting these big black days, I'll be so curious to see. Um, we could have some of that coming up here soon, couldn't we? Certainly through the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, um, and I love that you're really in this every day. And now I just have another thing to pay attention to. <laughs> but, um, but that alternating reality, that shift that's occurring, that's allowing us to do that. But then everybody's experience of it is going to be different, which is what I wrote down as like false memories, which is the Mandela effect. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and wow. there are a lot of examples. If you Google Mandela effect, there are so many examples which will really blow your mind off. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I've heard of it and um, yeah, it, it, it's just uh, fascinating to me that all of this is here in the Schumann resonance. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> some of the bigger timeline shifts can be seen, but I, I would say uh, there are a lot that we feel that may not reflect on Schumann, uh, but most significant ones eventually do show up on this one. And how has working with the Schumann and this sincerity changed your spiritual experience? Um, I've started believing in myself more. I've started <gasps> to listen to my intuition more. And I've kind of started listening to my body more. There are times when I don't feel like eating and so I don't stuff myself. There are times when I want to sleep Uh and my programming tells me that I need to be busy. I need to do something. I mean, I, most of us are programmed that way. I mean, you cannot sit and do nothing. Mm. But there are times when I am kind of in that place that I am in no position to do anything. Uh, it just gets a lot. So I've learned to give in to that. I like surrendering to that. Uh, my body needs rest. I need to sleep. I need to sleep. Even if it's like oh 12 in the noon, I, I need to sleep. <laughs> even if it's four o'clock in the afternoon and i decide i need to go to bed early mm -hmm. yep yeah. maybe it's just a nap but we'll see um yeah and that's beautiful because the way that you're talking about it like it gives permission um it gives validation um and i think i just want to give a very practical as i understand it uh so if i'm having a day where i'm kind of feeling uh either low energy i might look at the schumann and i'm like oh this is going on <clears throat> so that i do have that permission and it uh it just validates and allows me to kind of like move into an experience is that fair yes for me it is the other way around uh, i actually okay. feel the energies earlier than they reflect on schumann so uh the last whole year we have had uh, seven or eight spikes which went over 100 uh, those days I kind of knew half a day or day before that it's going to be intense and I had to lie down uh, and do nothing and then it kind of I knew why it was eventually like that's how I started to listen to myself so uh, I've always was able to tell people, you know, you need to brace yourself for impact. <laughs> that's what is oh, going to Oh, that's so good. Okay. And that's what I was kind of wondering is it's not like it's predictive in that way. Um, but if we can begin to use this as a way of tuning ourselves into this frequency, um, then maybe a year from now, I will trust myself enough that I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it before it even hits so that yes. I can be almost bracing okay. for it or being more accepting of it whenever it does come in. Yeah, and you can be prepared. Like, I know when it is going to be intense, I need to be more hydrated than usual. Uh, 
my epsom salt bath need gets like more <laughs> i need to be dunked <sighs> in salt water for 2 hours i do that Oh my God. No, this is so good. Okay. So would you tell us whenever we can feel maybe one of these spikes that are coming, what are some self-care things? You just mentioned two of them, hydration and uh, making sure our bodies are in salt. We know this is for your body, but I think in general, this is, it's fascinating. Thanks. Keep going. Tell us more. Uh, grounding, being in nature, because natural frequency, the frequency of rocks, dirt, plants is very soothing for us. So mm. being in nature or even walking bare feet on the ground, uh, it kind of helps us being more in tune. So that difference is not a lot. So that's the <laughs> most natural way of, you know, being in tune with her. Uh, very basic. I mean, you would do this any other day for any kind of like when we do energy work, these are the basics, hygiene uh, that we do. And that is all we need to do. Actually, with you, uh, human resonance as well. So self care, rest. Uh, sometimes you need to move your body to you know kind of move that energy inside you. Moving to raw plant based diet, at least you know during the the spike period, it kind of is easier on the, on the body. So that also is one of the things that works with me. Now, I'm just giving like a list of a lot of things. I'm uh, so grateful. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, again, uh, you can also call in your your guidance team, your higher self. You can ask them to assist you during this time. If it gets a lot, you can ask them to tone it down. Okay. And then again, listening to your body, asking what it needs. If it needs you to move, to dance, to jump, do that. If If it asks you to rest, lie down, do that. It's beautiful. And breath work. Kind of uh, <laughs> breathing, <laughs> meditation and breath work. Uh, how I do it is I, when I breathe in, I breathe into Gaia. I feel myself going in the womb of Gaia and while coming out, it's coming out of me. Mm. So that's how I tune myself with her. If I do it consciously, uh, the external energies, they don't really uh, affect me so much as they would. Uh, uh, well, otherwise. isn't it funny because that's what the meditation they started us with today, right? It was like really kind of going into that womb of Gaia and curling up like a little seed and yeah. feeling there within her everything that it is that we feel. Hmm. Um, Pranita, I am, uh, we've been talking about doing this for a while, so I'm grateful that huh, today's the day I have a ton of freaking notes and hopefully y'all do too. Would you let everybody know how they can work with you? Um, so I have my Instagram. Um, I have Instagram by name of I am Pranita and that's how you can find me. Um, I put on, put out energy updates, uh, regularly. I try to do it regularly. Uh, <laughs> and I also am an energy healer. So that's where I offer my sessions as well. So we can do private sessions with you or you guys can check out Pranita and get some of these energy updates on your own uh, so that you maybe don't have to figure out learning a whole other piece right now because we've got a lot on our plates. <laughs> Follow the ones who already know how to do this. <laughs> and when people come in, you know, I, I usually do my updates and then there are a lot of people who comment that they are feeling the same. It's a validation for me as oh. well. 
Well, and it's a way of just uh, building that collective pulsing, right? Mm -hmm. There's uh, the collective energy, at least my experience and maybe yours as well. We're moving back into this collective. We're moving back into being symbiotic units instead of these individuals. So when all of us are having these experiences, oh, yeah, we can tell that something's going on. We can support each other in that way. And we can support Gaia because really, my experience, this is Gaia's ascension. We're just experiencing some stuff. <laughs> we get to uh, fi finish this game that we started thinking that we were humans and go back to our truth, which is divinity. But this is really Gaia's ascension. So this gives us a way to hmm, collectively support her and her birthing experiences too. Hmm. Yeah, and a lot of green on the chart is actually showing she's doing good, and we are able to. <gasps> oh, that's so good! Yeah, because we love her. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, with all the fires that are going on right now, all the flooding that is going on, she's really, um, she's really having a party right now, isn't she? And as devastating as that can be for uh, beings on this planet. She's fucking the one in charge. I'm sure of that much right now. And she doesn't need us uh, rescuing anything. Yeah, it, it was very uh, egoistic of human beings thinking we need to save the earth. <laughs> I agree. We don't like need to save her. We need to save humanity if we actually want to go ahead. She is perfectly capable of doing it for herself. And she's doing that. I am. So glad you said that because I could not agree more. I'm like, yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't recycle. Like, please don't think I'm an asshole over here. But Gaia is fucking powerful. She is not weak. She is not frail. She does not need you trying to stop anything. She's in charge. So if the fires need to happen, if the floods need to happen, I don't wish any harm to anyone, but she's doing what she's got to do. You don't want a frail mama. You don't want a weak mama. <laughs> you want a powerful <laughs> mama <laughs> who's making sure that we're going to get through this to the other side. Yeah. Oh, honey. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed you. you. Um, I just, I adore you. And I've been so excited to be able to learn this because it's something not even kind of in my, like, I have no clue. I know of Schumann. That's all that I knew. So thanks for studying this. And thanks for allowing this to be a part of your awakening that gave you the courage to really step into more of your truth. That's amazing. Thank you. Hmm. Seriously, did you make as many notes as I did? Oh my goodness. I can't even um, fathom how much this information kind of expands my love of Gaia, my willingness to be here on this planet and to work in those harmonies just with maybe a little bit more gentleness on self. So I'll be real curious to see how this information also benefits you, beloved starseed. Keep us posted and you know, you can find Pranita on Instagram at I am Pranita. We'll have links to everything else you need. That music, yeah, Jen Cordy, because she's freaking rad. And Laura, God, I love, I'm just so enamored with the beautiful artists who come together to support creatives during these times. So support them, love them. That's what we're here for, because we're all in this together. Till next time, Buttercup. <laughs>